Hello and welcome to Trade Center Live, brought to you by Sportsmate and Footy Live, where we talk all things trades, bringing you all the breaking news and real opinions from real fans. Hashtag Trade Center Live to get involved. And each day we are going to speak to two big fans about their beloved clubs, followed by a live 4pm show to wrap up your daily trade news. We've also got some polls and content on the Footy Live app in the Trade Center tab. So get on there right now. And uh, there's some polls on there to vote on. And the actual man who uh, made those polls today, we're speaking with him today. First up, his name is Luke Maguire, and he's from Footy Live. And uh, you can send all your abuse to him at, at Luke Maguire on Twitter. And he's not a Gold Coast fan per se. I don't think they actually exist. But he's as knowledgeable as anyone on the topics of footy lists, trades, and news. We're speaking about the Suns today. Hey, Luke, thanks for joining me, mate. Thanks, Jimmy. Good to be here. I've always, um, I've always told my family and friends that if North had to uh, disband, then I'd choose the Suns and maybe even move up there. So there you go. And it's not too crazy to think that as well, because the North's just hanging on by a thread. <laughs> Do you actually, you're actually wearing a beanie today, Luke? Gold Coast beanie. When did you get that? I got that a few years ago when there was a bit of promise in Queensland, but you know. Can't always uh, keep it up up there, can you? No, you can't. Hey, I'll ask before we get right into the Suns, what does trade period mean to you? Because it's actually interesting. A lot of guys, I was talking to Sam Duncan the other day, who was a lecturer at home to Glenn, and they do a beautiful Bachelor of Sports Media degree there. And you know that because you're well and truly in the middle of it. Actually, you nearly finished it. I, I did one as well. And um, it was a, a, pros- a year 12 student who wanted to get in the course. And he said, uh, he was talking about his interest in sport. And he said, my favorite part of the season is the trade period. It, what about for you? Is that because that for me that's really odd. That's like you know you enjoy the promos of movie of a movie more than the actual movie. What what about yourself? Is it one of your favorite parts of the season or your favorite? I think in the AFL, not really. I think I just love the uh, the first week of action and of course the final series. Mm. But yeah, I'm a big fan of the NBA, the NFL, where lots of players move around and it's a bit it's a bit up and about over there. But here, you know, it's a bit. Sometimes it can get a bit flat. Yeah. So, well, it can because most days, I mean, we know in the trade period, most days nothing happens really. It's a lot of rumor and speculation and a lot of trades get done deadline day, last minute. So, you know, you've got to fill up the, the content calendar with something. But no, I, I do enjoy it, but not as much as others. But we are, I think sports fans these days are very well educated um, more than ever before. We've got so much content, so many stats. Obviously, the Footy Live app, you can download that and see all the stats. So they know what they're talking about and they like the business side of it. Um, we've got to get a rating first from you, Luke. So the Suns, they finished 16th. What rating do you give them? So pretend you're a teacher at school. They just they just finished the year. What do you give them from A to F? What is well, it? I'll give a bit of a spiel first. I'm a yeah. strong believer that any team that doesn't win the flag deserves an F. Oh, Jesus. That's that cut throat. That's what you're there for. You're there to win the flag. <laughs> and if you don't win the flag, then you may as well just be 18th. But no, in all seriousness, I'd probably... I'm leaning towards a D minus for the Suns. D minus. Maybe even an F too. I just think. Well, you've got to give us one, Luke. Which one oh, is it? F. F. Yeah, give them an F. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you know, death taxes and an AFL team being inconsistent, and that's the Suns mm. to a team. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and they've just been treading water for a few years now. I think they need to they need to do something. I don't think this year is going to be the year where they really turn things around. I should say 2022. 2020 yeah, next year, yeah. Yeah, I think no, Wits was injured for most of the year as well as their number one rock. So when he comes back, I think that's when the Suns can really get going. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's an F2, to be honest. I mean, they 
did they went they won seven they lost 15 but coming into this season there was a lot of hope they thought well this is the year if you know you get Matty Rao back on the park and he's consistent um you know Isaac Rankin's ready to run and and you know all these things would come into play and you know Shui Ju's got them all purring didn't really come to fruition they did beat North by 59 points which was one of their biggest wins of the season they beat the Tigers as well GWS but I wanted to ask you what was the, what was the highlight would you say from Gold Coast season then yeah, I think you just said it then. I think it was a win over Richmond Thursday night, prime time at Marvel. That was quite uh, embarrassing for yeah, the Tiger supporter. <laughs> Miller, I think he just put the team on his back. He did it so many times as well through that season. He had 36 mm. disposals, nine clearances, seven tackles. He was everywhere. And it was just, it was almost their best win of their existence. Just their existence. Yeah, yeah, I think. That, yeah, it probably was. You know why? Because, well, Luke, it was on a Thursday night as well, wasn't it? It was in prime time. Yeah, it was. They really want to perform in prime time. They celebrated pretty well that day as well because they they really want and you know they get they get sick of people trashing him but you know you can't blame people to be honest i mean there's so many they've been you know given so many money so many opportunities they haven't really performed but took miller he's probably my highlight of the entire season and he finally got the best and fairest as well which is great and he got 30 disposals for 16 consecutive games from round six it's ridiculous and i don't know if you saw this but gary buccanara does a list rating right and he didn't put any A-grade players from from the Gold Coast, not even Took Miller. Did that take you by surprise, Luke? Honestly, with all these player ratings that get thrown around, I, I'm not very surprised. But mm. he's, if anyone's worthy of getting put in that A-grade, it's definitely Took Miller. Yeah, surely. I, I would think so. Hey, what did you make of Ben King's season? He, he, he um, kicked the most goals from 47 goals. Not too bad. Yeah, good, good for good for them, I should say. Uh, he's pretty much working a lone hand down there. Mm. He was towards the back end of the year. I mean, Sam Day was producing a few good things earlier when they had a bit of hope. But look, it's tough. I don't think he polled too well in the best and fairest either, which I found I did find that surprising. But um, mm. I didn't I didn't think he had a bad season. I think he just needs a bit more help. Yeah, yeah, fair enough too. Hey, before we get to some real big trade chat, and I know you've got a few things coming up, like this dream trade you've got that you think could possibly happen. What what was the low light of the, of the Sun season? Aside from their round twenty three, they got trounced by the Swans by eighty seven points. Oh yeah, that was shocking. I think yeah. it was a stretch of form from round nineteen to round twenty. Their second half against Brisbane. Mm. Uh, they kicked one goal, five to Brisbane's oh, yeah. 39 in the second half. Yeah. 49-point loss. Uh, they were all over them for the first half. Mm. Um, and then they followed that up with a 98-point loss to the eventual premiers. They went minus 31 in contested possessions. They conceded – oh, sorry, they fell behind 19 in inside 50s. and uh, 71. Yeah. They conceded 71 inside 50s, I should 71 inside 50s. Yeah. That is ridiculous. And 19 yeah. inside 50 of the Ds took on them. So Yeah. No, it was horrible. There was a few horrible moments, really, for the Suns. But then we look forward to trade chat. So everyone's on level peggings now. And they look at the trade period. with. We've got some handy draft picks as well. I've got three, 19, 22, uh, in, you know, in, in any, anything, I guess, worthy. Then you've got 46, 58, 61, 69. That's not really important. But that number three is pretty important. How do they look at this trade period, Luke? What do you think they're going to go after and what does it mean for them? Well, they're a bit tight with their list. I think they've got all their senior players have filled up the 38 spots. Mm. Uh, they do have that, obviously, that number three pick that you mentioned to play with. I think I'd like to see them add someone like a Ben Hobbs or a Josh Ward. There are two mids out of yeah. Victoria and mm. probably just outside that 
that Fab Four sort of at the top, uh, Darcy, Callahan, uh, Dacos and Horn Francis. So I think just another midfielder in there that they can try and develop, pair up with Rao, Anderson and Miller, just, you know, create a bit of a bit of more building blocks in the, in the Gold Coast. Yeah. So you reckon more youth though, like, because it's, it's really hard to retain these players. And sometimes I've had a bit of success, but, you know, you get players in after like, I know, you know, Greenwood and then um, Brandon Ellis, maybe they'll stay after they've been somewhere else. But you get young guys in, they, they normally want to leave though. Yeah. I mean, are you thinking maybe this, the young group in there in the midst can kind of build a culture that people want to stay and play with? Yeah. I think with Elijah Hollands there as well, I think maybe this is where it sort of ends for the youth. They use that pick three, Maybe even try and add David Zaharakis. He um, oh, Zaharakis. Yeah, because I think Jared Harbour's out. Yeah, and, and I think they're lacking of lacking a bit of experience. I think he could be a shout. That's that's far fetched, but I think he could hop. No, up. that's what we want. We want a bit of far fetched as well. That's fine. This is Please. what we're all about. <laughs> Something that's not far fetched though. I think Gold Coast and Collingwood are probably going to do a pick swap. I think I think the Suns are going to send pick twenty two. 46 and 58 in exchange for some future second and third round picks. Now, obviously they want some, some good picks in the next draft. So next year's draft and then Collingwood obviously want, um, they need a bid for Nick Dacos. So they need something and then they need to work out their deals with Patrick Lipinski and then Kruger as well. But apparently Hawthorne were, you know, discussing ways to get Gold Coast pick three, but I don't think they they get rid of that, do they, Luke? You were saying there they might get some some of those mids in. So pick three is probably going to stay with Hawthorne, isn't it? Oh, with uh, Gold Coast, isn't it? Yeah, I think they will for now. Um, you know, there's if they can get a you know good offer from Hawthorne, I'm not sure what that really entails. Yeah, um, maybe a Gunston and plus something else, but I, I think they'll they'll hang on to it this year. Mm. Darcy McPherson is probably 50-50 chance to go to North Melbourne, who's your real club. Yes. Um, and be, and all like they've got Darcy McPherson, right? He's got it. He might go because they need to really alleviate pressure on that salary cap because we know at Gold Coast, sometimes they overplay these, they overpay these players because they want them to stay, but then that happens. You don't have enough money to play with them. So they're happy to get, um, get rid of McPherson really, who he, he was good in 2019. I think that's when he signed on and he was like second in the best and fairest or something like that. Second or third, but he's been limited to like 20, 20, 23 games in the past two seasons. So not a big deal getting rid of him. Is there anyone else they're trying to offload to kind of free up that salary cap? I think Will Brody may oh, Will Brody, have yeah. the trade. He seems to be on his way out. Not sure where, but he's sort of one of those other fringe midfielder half forwards that they've had a lot of at the Gold Coast. You know, they've got Alex Sexton and those type of players, mm. Ben Ainsworth as well. Uh, yeah, so Will Brody is probably the other one that's going to move on. Yeah. And, and Luke Dunstan, are they going to? They've been apparently uh, showing interest in Luke Dunstan. Are they? Do you think he's, he's good for them? I think he is. I know his ball use is a bit questionable, um, but I think the Suns could use someone to really just get into that contest, help Tuke Miller out. David Swallow's getting on a bit too. So I think Luke Dunstan in that Gold Coast midfield can really provide some good um, grunt work. Yeah. I think what the Suns need, Luke, is another key forward, right? And someone who can help out Jared Witts in the ruck. And, they obviously, they've acquired uh, Marbio Chol. So does that kind of solve the issue? Because I, I think he's a great player. And I'm, as a Richmond fan, I'm sad to see him leave because he's shown, you know, uh, you know, great talent over the years, especially his 
goal kicking. I mean, his goal kicking technique is fantastic. Like, it's actually brilliant. And he didn't get a lot of opportunities because of obviously Ivan Soldo was there and Nankervis, but he got some opportunities. He played well. There was obviously interest in him. And he goes to the Suns. He can play in the ruck and up forward. Does that kind of solve some issues or are they going to need more kind of attacking you know, another big forward in there or something like that? I think the jury's still out on whether he can really bring that sort of B-plus player you know, things mm. the Gold Coast four line. I think he'll definitely provide some relief in the ruck. They've really struggled without wits, and I think they'll still be without him at the beginning of the year. So I'm really excited to see how he goes in the ruck. Um, mm. Whether, yeah, I just I think it will it will help out Benking a lot as well. He's great mark, and yeah, like you said, great kick of the footy. Yeah, no, no, he, he's fantastic for sure. I'd, I I don't know, like say everything goes to plan for the Gold Coast, they get in some you know, a couple of good, they get in another high quality player. They've got Marbio Chol in. Stephen King's gone there as an assistant, which is great. Apparently a lot talked about him. What's the best you reckon they can do anyway next season? Like, do you see them making top eight if everything goes their way? For I think it's been three years in a row. I've thought, all right, this year is their year. Yeah. But now I'm sort of beginning to realize, I don't think it's really might not ever happen. I think, I don't think they're a top eight side. Maybe around 12th, 13th at best, to be honest. I just don't think they're there at the moment. I'm not sure if they ever will be. Ever will be. Just put a line through them. They're done forever. Is that what you reckon? Well, I think the talk's getting to me a bit. No, <laughs> I'm definitely not top eight next year, no. Nah, nah. Next year they can't do it. Hey, as a, would you rather, like as a North supporter, say you had to, uh, you know, you hate talking about this, but say you had to merge with one club, would you like? Would you mind if North went up there and played on the Gold Coast? Oh, I think I would mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, Is that the worst possible option for North Melbourne? Yes. Yeah. Actually, aside, aside from just completely disbanding and not leaving any trace, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of us moving anywhere. Yeah, no, no chance. I mean, there's got to be a point where Gold Coast have to do something, and because there's a lot of money being pumped into them, and that's and it's frustrating too. You know what? Because Stewie Jew is such a loved character. And, you know, it seems even that documentary we watched last year, the Amazon documentary, when he was really building that culture there and you felt like there was something special happening and then nothing eventuates. It's, it's, it's frustrating. I mean, we're not speaking to a Sun supporter now because we still haven't found one, but just put your Sun's hat on, your, your beanie, or it is on there. And how would you, how do you feel? What are the emotions when you're, you're talking about the Suns? You've got to pretend to be positive, don't you, for next season? What's something we can look forward to? Oh, oof. Good question. Um, aside from just Troll sort of bringing some character into that club, mm-hmm. I don't see a lot that can go right. I mean, I'd love for them to just be able to pop up and make a finals appearance, their first one ever, but they just they just falter towards the back end of the year. They start out strong, yeah. give, give a few, a couple of their fans. That's probably in total. What about, Matty Rowell? what about Matty Rowell if he gets a good run, though? Like, he, yeah, he, he I'm not sure. I think... I think they can, but it's 50-50. It's a 50-50, isn't it? It's hard to predict. It's something else hard to predict, Luke, is what you're going to come up here with, your dream trade. Now, every guest is going to come on here and give us a, a dream trade, and it's a, a creation of a little bit of a crazy trade that benefits their club. So with what we've got to play with, what could Gold Coast do? I didn't really go what they could play with. I sort of just shot for the moon. Uh, I went. Yeah, well, that's what we want. That's fine. Uh, Real for Norton. I came out strong. Just to... Just a, a, a sweet trade, Rao for Norton. It's in a completely different universe. Just send Rao to the dogs. They can sort out their midfield when he gets there. And just get Norton in for a, a bigger target 
goal kicker. So you reckon the two up front with King and, and Norton would yeah. be able to do something. But where are the dogs are going to fit him in? Why the oh, – I don't know. The dogs can't fit. They've already got a pretty good midfield, you reckon? Oh, I went absolutely crazy there. But I followed it up with um, Petrarca for Will Powell and Noah Anderson. Will Powell and Noah Anderson for Petrarca. Would Melbourne take that? No. Probably not. No. No, they're two crosses. I would not have that. I don't think, no. See, Raul is, you know, we probably wanted more out of him this season, but it's hard after those injuries, isn't it? It is, yeah. He didn't look right. Um, It was was so fun watching him Mm. uh, string together that uh, patch of games um, until he got injured against Geelong, I think it was. Yeah, Geelong the shoulder. Yeah, I know. How frustrating was that? I mean, I hope he can get back to his best. And they've got some youth there that can do some damage in the in the midfield. Hopefully, Chol does some good things. And I'm really waiting. I'd love the Sun just to pull something out of the hat that we're not expecting. Just get someone big down there. You know, I think but, Gary Buckinara in his same article was saying they need to get someone massive there like, a, you know, a, a Jordan Bagoe. You throw something at him and then you've got that special group of players of Raul, Rankin, Ben King, you know, let's build the future together. Imagine what would they have to chuck at Jordan to go? He did to go down there. Oh, mil plus, definitely. Yeah, a mil plus, and then how would they even get him there? No. To be honest, but it's hard to it's hard to sell the the uh, the Gold Coast lifestyle. I'm not too sure about it, to be honest. Hey, Luke, how can people get on board and abuse you? What's your Twitter handle? Uh, my Twitter handle is at Luke McQuire. At uh, sorry, Luke underscore McQuire. That's right. And you're writing a lot for Footy Live as well, so I'm loving your articles too. It's good stuff. You're going to be on at 4 p.m. with us as well um we're going to wrap up the daily news and i don't know i don't expect a lot to happen out Mm -hmm. of the first day because as i said they usually leave it to the last minute but hashtag trade center live get involved let us know what you thought uh of luke's horrible horrible uh, dream trade suggestions now they were good i like them it could happen imagine that if they happen you're the one laughing uh get involved it was great to chat to you mate hey coming up at two o'clock we're going to be speaking to swoop luke and he's a huge Collingwood fan, and we're going to talk about his Mighty Pies. And then, of course, at 4 p.m., uh, we've got that show to discuss the news of the day. So I guess we'll see you then, guys. Make sure you get on the hashtag and uh, enjoy all the content on Footy Live. We'll speak to you then.